Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Don't Be Mad podcast, your weekly dose of I'm back. It's been a while, but I'm back. Okay. Feels good to be back. <laughs> I'm your host, Matthew, aka Lefty Lucky, and I'm joined here as always with Jamali and Jason. Jamali, get got off your phone. Special guest. Yeah, get off your phone, please. Come on, be a professional. Unless you're talking to people in the chat. Yeah. You, well, you, lie to me, please. Just lie to me. me lie to me, please. Lie to me. You should are. Have asked that Thank you. First. Thank you. He lied. <laughs> he lied. He's not talking to one of the whores. All right. We are here with a special guest, as you can see through the cameras. Our boy, our homie, our friend. Gabe is here. Clap yeah. it up for the brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. Wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a lackluster applause. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Added in post. Am I love. the only one with energy? Added in post. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How you yeah, doing, man. my man? Thanks, thanks for having me, man. I'm doing great. Uh, doing great, man. Happy to have you here, man. It's it's been a while. We, me and you, we've had talks about having you on the show before. Just like talk about the things you do in the city, as far as like your restauranty stuff. But you're finally here. You yeah. made it. You're fresh face for the crowd. Let's get this shit jumping, man. Let's do it. And I know I wanted to smack you for the things you said last week, but we're gonna start this the right way. What are you talking about? How's the mental health? And how was your week, gentlemen? <laughs> we could skip that part of the podcast. No, 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 no. we ain't skipping <laughs> that shit, bro. How's the mental health? How have you guys been this week? You start with you. Let's start with me. I'm All feeling right. great. You guys know last week I wasn't here. I had an amazing bachelor weekend with the homies. Shout out to my boy Zach. We did it mm. really big. King of the North. He knows what that's about. And yeah, as far as the mental health goes, that week in a way just like refreshed me, man. It like rejuvenated me. Anytime I could get the fuck out of here and just have a little time off, you know, it feels great, man. Jamali. What about you guys? What up? Go ahead. What about you? What? I'm here. I'm mentally sane. How was your week, man? How did it go? <laughs> My week went as the week went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You were going strong through Ramadan? Yeah. Glad to hear him. Uh, he's he on the podcast every week. Any, huh? Just any hiccups? <laughs> conversation uh, pro. <laughs> you know? Jesus. Yeah. Don't she, call the Lord name in vain. She will be there when you're done. <laughs> I don't know who is she you're talking about. Jamal just adding people. That, thank you, Jason, for acknowledging. I, can see, like I can see him adding people. I'm, I'm happy Jason lied for him. <laughs> no, I can see him adding people. I, I like this one who does nothing. <laughs> I do nothing. Yet here I am holding all the conversation. Jason, what about you? How's I'm the good, mental man. health? How's the week? Because I care about your mental health, even if you don't care about mine. Well, let's start with people caring this for is their like own mental, mental health. health awareness. Uh, all right, or I do it all the time. <laughs> all the time. Because I give a fuck, man. Because we've all, we've all had the ups and downs. And you know what? Sometimes you just, even if you're going to lie to my face, I'd rather you lie to my face and knowing that I asked about it. So... You know, I'm good. Like, you I never know complain. one week I'm going to ask and they'll be like, yo, you know what? I'm really fucked up. And yeah. you know, maybe we pause it and <laughs> we go from there. But Gabe, what Dude, about how you? fucked up do I have to be? Man, it's been good. Be it's here. been busy. It's been busy. A lot of, uh, a lot of prepping at the restaurant, catering uh, for the catering, you know. So mental health, uh, you know, hanging on, I guess. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. No, we're good, man. Everything's good, you know, so family life is good. Work yeah, life yeah. is busy. How's the little girl? She's great, man. She's awesome. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, man. So it's just everything's uh, everything's uh, fucking great. Not complaining one bit. Well, I like to hear it, man. All right. Let's just jump right into the mix of things. Why we have you here, you know? Like, yeah, man. You're starting a new business. 
out of your backyard. Yeah, the backyard thing. Smoking some barbecue meats. Smoking everything. Just let the people know what it's about, man. Like, give them the gist of it all. All right, so basically, what I wanted to do was be able to work from home, but as a cook, as a chef, which is, like, super hard to do. Like, unless you have an industrial kitchen in your home, like, what are you going to produce? So, you know, like, just thinking about it and... And the more the more uh, stuff I watch, the more like a chef's table I watch, let's say, or like the cookbooks I get into and everything, you always gravitate towards like a flavor, towards like an ethnicity or a culture, food-wise. So me, I'm always like fucking fascinated with fire. I love fire and you know, all that shit, like charred food, like charred onions and Pittsburgh steak. Even though it fucks up the steak, it's kind of good, you know? Like you are blue in the middle, burned outside. Some people hate it. Some people, I, I like everything charred. So the fire the thing, I loved it. So when, that, when I had that Texas barbecue, that first Texas barbecue, which was in Florida, actually, mm. we don't have some <laughs> real good Texas barbecue <laughs> over here. So the closest <laughs> I, I got was Florida. And uh, yeah, man, the, fuck it, the short ribs were like, like undescribably good, the brisket and everything. So, so since I'm a chef and I love cooking outdoors and all that shit i was like yo let's fucking i just threw myself in it got myself a smoker threw a few tests on and yeah man just try to have like that texas style barbecue because there's not a lot of places in montreal you know you i remember you got bowfinger you got blackstrap yeah. bowfinger is probably like the most like the known, popular one but when it had yeah. ups and downs yeah. but I, before yeah, it was the shit. Bowfinger yeah. was amazing. I feel like it got a bit too commercial with their stuff. and Yeah, they opened too, look, kind of, too the many locations. Yeah. Too quickly. Yeah, the quality went down. So the other, the other good one is uh, Blackstrap Barbecue. Yeah. It's pretty legit. I know a couple of cooks that work there, and like they do their own smoking and everything. It's it's really good. Yeah. So, so it's like it's a whole different type of cooking. So like I'm learning like – Every day I'm I'm doing a cookout. Every day I'm doing a barbecue. I'm learning like crazy amount. Fire management, this and that. What type of meat? How long you marinate it? How long you cure it? Mm. So it's been like super interesting, man. So I've been nailing it down. So I was like, yeah, I could make some, uh, could make some good money off this. And people could come in the backyard. I got a chill backyard. You could come chill, get some barbecue, a few sides, and just chill in the backyard. There'll definitely be some music playing, a bit of lights, whatever. But you basically come for the food, you know, just come for the food. You could leave, just grab your fucking pound, two, three pounds of brisket for your party. Which I which, will do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like chicken, I'm going to do short ribs. So it's just like, I'm going to do like uh, lamb lamb legs, lamb shanks. So I'm like nonstop, nonstop. Bro. I'm going to do smoke everything. Let smoke me know when the lamb is on the menu. Man. Smoke turkey. some fish, I'm smoke some turkey for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Both Thanksgiving, Canadian, American, and on Christmas as well. I'm going to set up myself a tent, you know, windproof. <laughs> oh, yeah, for the winter, you know, man. Yeah, Montreal winter, they nothing to fuck with. <laughs> so, uh, no, like I'm definitely going to plan on cooking in the winter. And have that barbecue taste in the winter. That'll be like, I think that could be a home run. I, that could be like cool, you know. So, smoked turkeys, homemade smoked turkey, and uh, yeah, so a whole bunch smoking, smoking fish as well. Going to smoke some salmon. If I can oh, wow. sell it by the bunch eventually. So baby steps. So right now I'm just sticking to the poultry, the meat. 
And uh, yeah, man. And then work your way to the rest, man. Yeah, man. Dude, that sounds fucking amazing, man. Congrats, man. That's that's hard to do, but if you're dedicated, you can do it. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's actually much more difficult than I thought. You know, I thought you'd get like your 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 smoker. Yeah, you get your fire. You get everything you need in line, and then you just start your fire and just make sure it doesn't go up too much and go down too much, anything. But there's so many more elements that that takes into factor that every cookout is different. Yeah, so every for time sure, like you go to like the weather as well and like things of that nature, like what the temperature is outside, like if it's cold out or if it's hot yeah. out, like all humid. That stuff. Yeah, humid. humid as well. I always put like a pot of water inside the smoker to keep everything from drying. Right. Yeah. So like sometimes I wouldn't even need that if it's really humid out. Yeah. It would be like too too much. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? To sweat it out. So what type of smoke comes out? You could tell a lot by your smoke. You know, the temperature, you have uh, so many probes on the meats and you check this, check that. It's like it's a whole different type of cooking than just barbecue like grilling. Yeah. Or like sure. stovetop and everything, you know, you or braising and everything. It's like it's crazy. It's like it's really kind of an art form, the hobby, like to the extreme. And I got on Reddit just to inform myself for the smoking stuff. And it's uh, yo, the smoking, the barbecue community in the states is oh, for so sure, it's large. Reddit is such an amazing place to just find any piece of information you need. Yeah. Just just tell anyone in the states you're gonna smoke some ribs. They'll be there yeah. in a minute. Oh, yeah. Dude, they'll give yeah, you like, like a whole list of things that they learned from day one till where they are right now, just to like give you a head start in a sense, man. Especially in like the Reddit community. Like I just find that those subreddits, they're so good at just like giving you the little tidbits here and there. Oh uh, no, to for help sure. Your journey along the way. For sure, no, for sure. I've I was actually super surprised because it was my first Reddit, like, you know, where I dove in and yeah. really searched all that stuff. So I was so like, oh, my God, these people are so nice. Like, I post one question, 30 minutes later, I get, like, seven answers, like, four or five hmm. answers, but, like, legit answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Not paragraphs. Like people just trying to fuck with you, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, them, this is crazy. And, and uh, yeah, and they send YouTube links and everything. So, uh, yeah, so, like I said, every cookout you learn, every brisket gets better and better. Hmm. So, uh, so, yeah, man, that's my goal. I just want to be, like steady like whenever i post something about i'm gonna do a cookout in the morning because i start the cookout like at 5 a.m yeah because they're 12 hour cookouts 15 hour cookouts so for them to be ready in time i have to start super early so i'm gonna log into my instagram account uh which is ba the backyard smokehouse yeah, underscore mtl sent it to me so i'm gonna make sure we yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. the link yeah. up in the description yeah so everything. yeah nice 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 so so yeah so i'm gonna just keep people informed when I'll be doing the cookout so they could put in their order before. Mm. Either come to my backyard when it's ready, I'll post like the, the ready time. So it'll fluctuate because you have to respect the meat. <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just man. Lean into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's like just the base strategy of it. That's like the base vibe of it, I guess. Dude, I like that, man. Honestly, like, when you were telling me about the idea, I was just like, holy shit. Like, obviously, like, if anybody was going to do it, it would be you. Just knowing your whole background as a chef in the restaurant industry mm. in Montreal. So, like, you brought up that idea and, like, you were just telling me how, like, you're, you're like, laser focused on it. And, like, this is what you're going to do. And, like, you yeah. want to start it now because, like, the weather was getting nice. 
And all I kept thinking about was I cannot wait to yeah. taste this damn food. And the fact like today you brought a, like some food for us to taste and dude, like it, what I expected it to be, like this exceeded it. I was just like yeah, every thanks. bite, I'm like, fuck, I just want to just sit here and just eat it all. Like fuck doing right. the podcast. I just <laughs> stuff my belly right now, you know? Yeah. Man. You know, like I, I, dude, I tip my hat to you for all the shit you've done, but like this especially love it man like i love the idea i love the execution and as you said like each cookout you do you're gonna get better and you're gonna yeah. learn new things and i'm expecting like what we tasted today is just gonna be 10 times better than when we tasted like in a couple of weeks from now hmm. you know so keep doing it bro keep doing it yeah man i'm yeah it's like it's brand new you know so so that's that's what i love about it you know you we when you do the restaurant life you do like cooking at home cooking for people catering like fast food not fast food but like you know like pub food yeah. asian food french food you know you've done it all not not saying i've done it all i probably just barely hit the tip of the iceberg you know and what the cooking world is but uh it's it's just good i feel like i found my my niche but what you got know? you into cooking yo honestly man i was a dishwasher like at 4 15 years old 15, 16 years old, I started to to work. My parents were, like, super, like, you know, like, you're young. You guys start working, get the habit. They really pushed me into that. And uh, I couldn't hold anything, like, that was kind of boring. And whenever I got into the restaurant, even as a dishwasher, it was, like, high, fast-paced, high energy. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I just really liked it. And one thing led to another. Got to, They're like, okay, peel this bag of potatoes, you know, peel these onions, cut this, cut that. And then I became a garde manger that, uh, you know, you just do soups and salads and right. stuff like that. And then eventually started like that, man. And just, just fucking worked and worked in different restaurants, horrible restaurants, really good restaurants. And just learning, learning as you go, man. And it's like, I applied at uh, culinary school a couple of times right. for uh, at Lithiashku. Because that's really like the best one in Montreal. Right. And... Uh, there's so many applicants because of this food phase, you know, this uh, everybody's like a right. food crazy, foodie trend and everything. So the demand was huge. Right. So the elimination process was like, it's harder, it's it's easier to get into like dentist school. Wow. You know what <laughs> I mean? There was like something like, I don't know, like a, like the comparison but yeah, maybe I'm probably exaggerating, but it was like really hard to get in. But uh, yeah, it's a very competitive space at this yeah. point. So, so yeah, so I, I didn't get in, you know, high school wasn't like my strong suit, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I didn't get in and I was like, yeah, fuck that, man. It just made me resent like uh, schooling and the whole education even right, the more. the formality of it. Yeah, the formality and everything. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just keep on, keep on going and going and I just, you switch restaurants till you find the one that's right for you and right. then you stick with it for like two, three years. And then you're ready to grow again. Either you grow with a company or you move restaurants. Me, I like to move a lot right. when I was young. So the, so that's how I, uh, yeah, so that's how I've been cooking in Montreal. And then I cooked for this uh, company called the Barocco, okay. the Barocco Group. And I uh, started at Bocada, worked at Barocco. And uh, yeah, I've been working with them uh, on and off for a very long time and uh, yeah, so yeah, so I'm I'm with them now. I'm doing catering with them now, which is going great. So we got high seasons, low seasons. Right. So this is just 
this is the the, the barbecue and is gonna fill in th- those gaps. The gaps, okay. But also like it's like that hobby that turns into like your passion, then turns into your, you know, it could be a it could be a career, you know. Oh, definitely. They say if you you know you follow your passion or hobby, you'll never have a job in your life. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I think that's every man's goal. <laughs> no, it's uh, no, it's exactly. So cooking is like today. It's like super broad. Right. You know what I mean. So you could love to cook, but you not do sushi. You know, you could love doing sushi, but you don't want to do like classic American food or like classic French food. You know what I mean. So everybody has this niche because it's so like. Everything's accepted now, you know. You you have mm-hmm. every option is Possible. accepted, and you can make money off everything food wise today. So, so when you have so many options, you're you're more unhappy because you have so many options. You're just like, oh shit, I could I could do Spanish, but I'm doing French. I could do this, but I'm doing this. Yeah. But so, you want to do so much, even you want, though there's something that you specialize in. Yeah, exactly. So I think the barbecue, and I've always loved grilling and everything, and cooking outdoors is so much fun. Even if it's like in your backyard, still. Yeah, it's like man and fire. It's just it's the perfect combination. Yeah, man. I guess, man. A chef on Chef's Table, uh, Francis Malman, that's how I discovered him, and now I'm obsessed with this guy. Uh, he's like, uh, humanity, humans uh, became people, something like that, when they learn how to cook food, when how to manage fire. That's how they evolved like to the next step. Yeah. Before it was just like you survived. Right, right. You know, you, you didn't know how to cook. You didn't know you could burn this and eat it and shit mm. like that. So when they started figuring that out, it was like a whole other level. And the way he described it, it just like blew my mind. It I blew mean, it mind. makes sense, right? Right. Because with fire, you could preserve things. You know what I mean? Before yeah. it was just sort of like kill, eat, discard of whatever is left. Fire completely changed everything for us. <sighs> yeah, man. Anything you want to add? No, man. Uh, just keep it rolling. Just run in the cut. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So outside of this, let's talk about your growth. Let's talk about how, you know, we started off, you were like dishwashing, cutting the potatoes, things of that nature. What was like your first major chef job? Oh, damn. That's a good question. Because like, yeah, man, I, I did a lot of shitty restaurants. <laughs> from like, hey, from like sixteen to like. Full disclosure: You can say their names. Who no, gives a fuck? that's not the point. <laughs> no, but I, I'll say one because I'm pretty sure it's totally closed down. And also, like, I, sh- I don't want people to go spending their money in like shitty restaurants. So I am mm-hmm. fully on blasting. I don't think it's, I don't think it's hate when you put a restaurant on blast. You know what I mean? It's, it's never hate when you speak the truth. It's so. Yelp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Consider it, this Yelp. Yeah, Yelp. You could yeah, you could go on Yelp and everything, but even even just like in the restaurant community, you could be like, oh, that but um, but uh, yeah, it's just um, sorry, what was I saying? <laughs> You're about to name the shitty restaurant. Oh yeah, Guido Angelina. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah, place yeah. Was yeah, that place was bad. Oh, yeah. And they even had a commercial on TV. That place man. was shit. <laughs> so it was, uh, I, w- I worked at the one right by um, Eyewater. Yeah, the one at Eyewater. The forum? Yeah. That's the, the forum? At the forum, yeah. 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 The atrium. So, <laughs> that was the first one to go. Oh, my God. It was horrible. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised. I was surprised at first because like, they made their own Caesar. They didn't mm. buy it. They made their own tomato sauce. They didn't buy it. So I was like, at first, 
as a young as a young cook, you're just like, okay, this is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like they're making everything from scratch. So you learn a lot. You learn a lot of organization. You learn a lot of this. And then you just meet other cooks that kind of gave it, given up on their careers right. and just took that guido and the and <laughs> like, oh, why do you why do you work here, man? You're young. You could work over here. You could work over there. Learn a lot. Like back then, the restaurants were like, Globe was popping. Mm. You know, they had good chef. Garde Manger was really good. Yeah. And um, so it's like, oh, you could go work there, go apply there, and everything. It's like, what what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? It's like I've given up. I got insurance over here. I got this. I got oh, that over wow. here. So it's like when you, you see what I mean? It's a yeah. cemetery. People just go there and wait to die, bro. Yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. You know, it pays the bills and I'm yeah. fully protected. So that's why wow. they're there. So it's like, but you're young. Go fucking learn. Go do this. So like other chefs kind of push you. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they don't try to push you out of the business, they really push you forward. They go, because uh, there's a lot of that too. You know what I mean? You're not good enough. Come on, work faster. You're not made for this. What is this? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's basically like a, a trial by fire type of industry. Right, exactly. Exactly. But now it's changed, man. Yeah. Now it's changed completely. Like I had a whisk. Like if you don't uh, do a sauce properly, the, the French chef would take the risk. Like like in the movies. Like in the, like on... Yeah. Hell's the, Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Like <laughs> come and like whip you in the back of the head with the whisk. Like... You know, you answer back and then you get fired. You're just like, okay, well, I don't want to work in this type of environment. Yeah. But that was common. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was common. So now it's not like that anymore. And uh, it's been like, it's, it's too easy on the newbies. PC now. It's too PC. <laughs> it's too PC, man. Quality's going down. But do you think that's a bad thing, though? I do, actually, because it's like there's a healthy middle. We're just, it was to one extreme, you know, with the classic French chefs and everything. Now it's going to the other extreme. And eventually it's going to balance out to be like, how hard could we be on the new guys versus to how tolerant do we have to be on their mistakes and everything, how many times they do the mistake. So, and you get so many people coming straight out of culinary school. They're like, oh, I want to be the next, uh, you know, uh, Jamie Oliver or the next Gordon Ramsay or the next whatever, Grand Ackett's, like mm. some top chef and everything. And then they haven't worked a day in their life in a restaurant. They come out of culinary school and they think they know everything. So right. they're mouthing off to you and you're just like, I, what? If I was in your position, I would just be like, yeah, okay, yes, okay, I'll do this like this, I'll do this like that. I never mouth back. Yeah, You know what I mean? Especially if you're looking at somebody who's in the industry, been doing it for X amount of years, and you're freshly coming out of school, yeah. they're being hard on you because they know what it takes to get the quality that it needs to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, to a certain degree. Like you said, there's people that push you up and push you out. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm for sure for a new person, I'm sure after a while you decipher who is for you and who is against you. Yeah. But coming out, I think also too, it's a confident thing. It's like, you know, I got to feel confident in what I know, what I was theoretically trained, right? What I was theoretic, because... Even though there's practical work that's being done, like I know the Salt College have a good program. In fact, they run a restaurant out of that school, right? And people, you know, talk about how good it is. But I'm sure for a lot of people coming out, it's more so them not giving up what we consider pride or whatever to kind of talk back. You know what I mean? To right. show assertiveness. But I'm sure eventually it mellows out and they realize that yo, there's a lot of shit I don't know. Yeah, those are the ones that take a step back and, you know, they look at what they really want to do. Right. Like, is this my passion? 
Is this what I want to do for now? Because if it's something you want to do for now, while you like search for yourself, you know, right. from like your your twenty to your twenty five, and you're just all working in the restaurant industry, it's crazy, it's good, it's what I've seen on TV and everything. You're gonna get like a really hard dose of reality because yeah. it's not like that at all. <laughs> gonna smack you in the face. Yeah, much. man, you gotta say goodbye to your social life completely, man. Yeah. I think for a job like that, you have to be willing to do anything someone asks you to do. Yeah. So you start a new job. I think it's like any job. You start a new job, you have to get into it. You, you have no experience. You have the pr- you have the theory experience, but you don't have the hands-on experience. So you essentially, you know, these people who've been there longer than you, just because you're coming from a school doesn't mean that you know everything. Right. It's the people who are actually making the food, have the hands-on experience, been doing it for years. They have probably vast amount more experience than someone coming out of school. Right. No, exactly. But now it's like, um, I don't know if you guys heard of this uh, one chef in New York. He's uh, 16 years old. I think he's six. Well, now he's probably like 18 or 19 because it's been a couple of years I heard about this story. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's known 16-year-old chef to, to have pop-ups in New York for like $120 a head, six course, seven course, whatever, you know, tasting menu. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's one of those f- fancy pop-ups. You just go, sit down, there's no menu. Or it's just a menu you don't choose, you know. It's just a script. And you, you have the wine pairing, you have this and that. The dude is 16 years old. And you're charging like 120, no wine pairing. Out of Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to me, you know what I mean? You can get away with it, though, in New York, though. That's the thing. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. And it worked. And like his food was, uh, his food I'm sure was good. You know what I mean? But he had the team. He had the investment. Yeah. He had that those rich parents and everything that gave him everything. So he had that that uh, leg up. But I'm sure he also had the drive within himself. Because I don't know much 16-year-old that's willing to sacrifice an evening to please people rather than staying home and playing right. Xboxes. And no, that's a good point. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's, amount of, there's an amount of, like, uh, like kudos. Right, you got to tip your hat off to anybody at that age. Yeah. 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 But also, like, like what, what are you teaching this 16-year-old <laughs> kid? Like, how, like, at 20, what is, like, you know what I mean? 25, what is her accomplishment going to be? Usually, like, a chef, to get to that level... You know, it has to go years and years and years to get that respect from yeah. people to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to pay $120 just for the food. And I'm not going to pick. He's going to pick. He's going to create this experience for me. And I just have to trust this chef. Right. So now you kind of take away the credibility from all those fucking, all those years of experience right. by just going and to, to this like 16-year-old guy because it's a trend. It's well, I a mean, foodie trend. Right, but it's also an outlier situation where I don't think most, even if you want to cook at 16, I don't think you're probably capable. I'm sure you probably was cooked. Because I look at MasterChef Junior, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they're talented. That year yeah, old kid be blowing they're my good. mind away. Yeah, yeah. They're you know really I mean? good. They're really I know good. adults who can't cook as good as they can. Uh, I know cooks in the kitchen that don't pull off. Dude, like, I, I've been watching that show. I'm like cheering for them like it's a sports event, man. Like, yeah, it's crazy. so damn good, man. And I get emotional when I watch that oh, show. Very, like, I feel very. like a parent. Like when I they get, start like crying, what? like, no, 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 keep it in, keep it what? in. Didn't they have a, a bang girl one time? I uh, I don't know if it was Junior, but no, they did. Uh, Christine, yeah, the Chinese girl. Yeah, she, she won uh, Master Chef, but not Junior. She wasn't a kid. She no, was, I think she it was a grown woman and she was blind. Because that's that's her. Her taste buds, 
Oh, for sure. Oh, were, my, like, like, like the best. But we also have, they also had a uh, vegetarian chef that won. And she won like cooking like meat dishes. This yeah. Indian girl. Really? Yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah, I remember her. I remember yeah, it's her pretty, pretty. Like I, I, I watch all the Health Kitchen. I watch Master Chef. Yeah. I'm still going to root for the blind girl over the vegetarian girl. Come on. <laughs> like, oh, no. You got to cook with me. Oh, man. That's so like, difficult she for see you. see if she's grabbing an onion right now or a hot pot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but Christine was really talented. I yeah. think, again, she's an outlier. You know what I mean? Most blind yeah. people will never, they feel like, you know, incapacitated by their, well, illness or right, whatever that, she does have that advantage of like all but yeah but that's an, that's heightened. that's turning your your disadvantage right. into like yeah. a massive you, 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 you turn tragedy into triumph and yeah that's, essentially no, what but it that's is. crazy her, yeah no her palate is must be like oh, crazy insane. on point insane man. yeah man. yeah yeah Oof. But yeah, man, uh, Master Chef Junior. I've never gotten into it, but no, nah, nah, man, like that's a dope show, bro. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's I'm emotional. Like more dedicated to Master Chef Junior than like any of the other ones. Yeah, you root for kids. They're, that's the like any of the shows where like the kids are there. I'm like, yo, man, like they're they're young. They're like always between the ages of like what eight to like fifteen. Even with the seven year old ones. Yeah, you, like yeah. they're just they're but young, but they're just so damn what's talented. What's crazy? Man. What's crazy? Whenever I watch those shows, I rarely watch those competition shows because I don't like culinary competition. I think they're like, but for Master Chef, I get it because it's like they're home cooks yeah, and everything, right. so it's right. on a different level. But uh, those um, for the uh, for the adult ones, the ones I've seen, I find myself always rooting for one to get eliminated. One or two, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, this yeah. motherfucker yeah, gotta I get out. It's like, yeah. but oh, I you're, feel you're for, arrogant as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel for the junior is the opposite. You're just like, yeah. oh, I hope they get it. I hope they stay in. I hope this. But you actually see a different quality of judging too, right? Because oh, I think yeah, that's nice. the only side of the, any shop watch at Gordon Ramsay. Mm. I think that's the only one I've ever seen him speak diligently. Like he would literally comfort a crying yeah. kid. Like, yeah. like and normally okay he would literally <laughs> shit on you until you cry. But yeah. that's uh, that's uh, I don't know if you guys seen uh, his old shows called The Boiling Point. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, all you've seen those. Uh, so yeah, so he used to be like. But honestly, I I feel like today Gordon Ramsay is like the best restauranter. Like he's oh for sure, but he's like the and his other shows like the F word and everything. Yeah. It's such he has such a way of like just perfectly describing how to do what to do when to do it and what you're looking for in such a precise amount of time and uh no he's uh, he's on another level the uh, gordon ramsay a lot of people shit on gordon ramsay for you know like hell's kitchen character and everything but honestly he's uh he's one of the best he's on it he's crazy he's I crazy agree with you, man. like uh, he'll just like especially when he has like his demonstrations and he just shows you uh, like like one of my favorite shows of his was the one where he's just like in his own kitchen at home with his family yeah, cooking yeah. meals. Yeah, and the just, Christmas special. You ever seen that one? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The crib, like there's a bunch of them. Bunch I don't of know them, if yeah. they still. No, they have still it on. make them. Yeah, no, they still. Well, they used to have them on Netflix. I don't know. If oh they no, still they're have on them. YouTube. Free over well, there. You go. They're oh on yeah, YouTube on now. Netflix. Yeah. It used to be. I don't know if it still is, but I remember like I watched like a couple seasons of it on Netflix, and yeah, like just watching the the meals he would cook at home. And just like they were always like these fifteen minute meals you could do, but yeah, if I'm doing it, it's not fifteen fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they make it. He makes He's also it look coming really out there, easy. Like sharpening the knife and doing all these perfect cuts, but like, like I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> it's gonna take me some time. But I mean, I, I think it's necessary. I like the fact that he also incorporates his kids a lot. Yeah, and yeah. even I think Talia, his oldest daughter, is now a chef. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she's, she's been chef. chefing it up now too. Yeah, oh, that's cool, man. 
Right. Yeah, no, so. Dude, he's just he's just amazing, man. Like, I like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I, really I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my kid to say what. I don't really watch any of my shows. No. Mm. Nah, it's not my thing. No, no food thing. shows in general. Here and there, but not competition ones, like you said. Because to me, it's like, okay, you're cooking food. You have to. You can't really cook food. So that subjective. Fast. It's so it's so subjective, right? Yeah. So I'm like saying, like, do I really want you in my in the restaurant cooking my food? I'm like, mm, no, not really. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, no. But and the I, thing about Gordon Ramsay, and I find like a lot, not well, not just his competition. I feel like he gives honest feedback, and he roots for everybody. Like I don't think I one thing I can say I don't think he's biased because I've seen him like really root for people and like really look disappointed when obviously like a, a Hell's Kitchen type of concept where they get voted off and like right. he's like I'm sorry but you gotta go. But I, I do feel like he he's genuinely passionate about all aspects of food. Yeah, and I feel like. The competition, I, don't, I think obviously there is entertainment value behind it, but also for someone who, like, I cook for myself, right? Yeah. I think I'm a, a good cook for myself. Like, I'm not going to open a restaurant. But I feel like it's, the, the, the chefs are very underappreciated. I think him shedding light on those type, like, that environment, yeah. to see, like, I mean, I, you, you could see when you go to a restaurant, like, it's a busy place, and you could imagine them pumping out all these dishes, but like to really watch a line of chefs do so many things and have to be perfectly orchestrated and do, it's amazing. I think it's it's necessary and it brings appreciation to that profession in, on a whole. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely when you get into the rhythm, it's like a whole nother thing, you know, when you get into the weeds or the juice or whatever you want to call it, it's like you zone in, you know what I mean? And you just, you hear the chef or you hear the caller and everything and like you when you have a really good service you know what i mean a really good night and you do like you had like a 30 seater restaurant and you did like 90 people like 110 people you turned it over like three four times and everything went smoothly because everybody communicated you listened to the chef you answered you did this you did that like you have such you live on a high man yeah. you know what i oh, mean sure. because it's so it's kind of emotional, you know what I mean? You're, right. You're every dish, every dish you kind of taste, you retaste and everything. And sometimes you're in the juice, you don't, you, you forget to taste that dish. You just also, you question yourself two, three times. You're like, oh, did I, did I fucking oversalt it? Did I undersalt it? Did, I didn't put the lemon juice. Did I put the lemon juice and everything? Mm. But, and then you get those comfort, you get those, oh, they loved it. Oh, they love this, they love that and everything. But um, we honestly, we love the compliments and everything, but we honestly, like the good restaurants, we thrive on like good criticism. You know what I mean? So yeah, if yeah. you tell your waitress or your waiter, um, a t server now, sorry, PC, now, you got to say server. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not sir. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, it's all good. A waitress, a waiter. I mean, I don't think it's disrespectful, but. but um, no, me neither. But uh, yeah, so if you tell them, you're like, oh, I really like this, this was this, this was too salty, this you people are afraid. I, I used to do that a lot. I used to be like, oh, everything was great. Yeah. And then you come out, I'm never going back in that shithole. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've said that plenty of times. <laughs> no, yeah, I, sure. I, I was going to ask you a question like that because my girlfriend and I, we went to um, this restaurant. I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant. Go ahead, go ahead. Huh? Okay, um, La Belle La Beuf. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know. The one on St. Catherine. Yeah, okay. We went there twice, okay. and twice within a span of like a good 10 months, and disaster both times. Where'd you go back the second time? Hmm? 
Why, why did you go back the second time? This first time we went was in the summertime. Right. And it was very busy. So I was like, okay. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, understandable. Yeah. And I've been to other Belabas before. So I'm like, okay, I'll give another chance. We went back the second time, which was last month. Right. And it was horrible. It was did just, you say something? I said something as a server. All right. But I saw the man, but I didn't, I didn't dog out the, the server. I just saw the managers and I just saw all of them standing. They're either walking by tables, looking at plates, empty plates, and not taking it with them. Right, the, right, right. The service wasn't on point. It, not really the service. The management wasn't on point. Right. And there's two managers on the floor, and they're not, they're not really directing or managing, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, do you, what would you suggest in a situation like that? Because me personally, I would have gone to the manager, but I didn't want to start a scene in front of my girlfriend or anything like that. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Trying but, to keep it gentlemanly. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, there's some shit you just skip over, you know what I mean? If it's not something, like, super specific, you know, like, how could you bring it up to them, like, hey, uh, you should do your job, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. That's exactly what, because... Yeah. These plates the have same been sitting here for quite some time. Because yeah, <laughs> exactly, you know what it seem like... But, but that's what it is, though. They're your the server. Manager. They're here yeah. to serve you. But it was, the same, it was the same two managers who were there the last time we were there, too. Mm. And it, at this point, when I'm saying, okay, the first time could have been... I thought it was the servers that was having it, right. but like, no, it's the managers because you're there both times and it's the same problem with these two same people. Yeah, honestly, when it's like, unless it's like really bad service, you know, unless the person is like super rude or like you've been waiting a long time for this or for that, whatever, for the service, I usually skip it because it's like, what, what, what could you do? You know, They're, it's circumstantial, mm -hmm. you know, but when it's food, you could be like, oh, this is overdone. This is underdone. I, this is too salty. I don't like this. I don't like that. But you know, there's a way to say it. But you shouldn't be honestly like you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be afraid of like sending your food back if something's not if you're not happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we got uh, oh we like it. It's just we didn't think it what this is what it was or whatever. And people just like that's why they don't go to restaurants too much or because you know. But the whole like food trend really kind of. Give that fucking industry a good boost, but well, most people are afraid to send their food back because they'll be like, "Yo, I don't know what it's coming back with." You <laughs> right. know what I mean? That's another fear that a lot of people have. It's so like, a lot of people have that fear of like, if I complain, I might be eating saliva or some somebody <laughs> might have a, yeah. a field in my food. Like I mean, like, I think it's ignorant. I, I don't think fuck around with uh, in a fast food joint. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> that's uh, you don't know who's working back there. But like at a legit restaurant, I, I'm like. I, I would say you could trust them. Honestly, like... Yeah, because I mean, like, if I ask for medium rare, I get well done. I'm but, like, you see, the cooking on a mistake, that's, like, the most common. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we, we had uh, we have this dish. I used to work at Bocara. We had this dish called the uh, squid ink risotto. Mm. So it's kind of like a paella, paella, whatever. And uh, instead of using saffron, we use squid ink. So it's kind of like a, a play on the paella with the squid ink and everything. So people went, and it's black. It's yep. black, black, black. So people, when they get it, at first, this was like years ago. They're like, oh, sh they, didn't, they weren't down at first. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, ah, no, we, we, didn't think, <laughs> we didn't think it was going to be like this. Some end up eating it. They love it. And some can get over the visual aspect, which yeah. is like black. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they send it back or they don't touch it. They just put it on the side. Is everything fine? Oh, yeah, yeah everything's fine. You know, it's a really good restaurant, a really good service that really cares about their customers. If you don't touch your food, 
You don't want it to go, and they comp it. They don't charge you for it. That's you go back to that restaurant. Mm. You know you you know you're gonna get treated well. You know, and it's happened before to me. It's happened. You know, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't really like the dish. They didn't charge it. You know what I mean? So that's you. There's like little details like that. You know, it's a little a little gesture for them, but for you, it's like oh shit. Mm. You know, they paid attention to this. Odds are you're gonna go back to that restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the vibe is good. You know, you're not. They're not trying to screw you over yeah. by selling you big bottles and of they, wine. They care about the customer services. Exactly, well. exactly. And it's a and it's a hospitality business. Yeah. People tend to forget that because it's like uh, the fast food chains like Belle Labeuf mm. and uh, other. You know, it's like kind of they're kind of chain chain run restaurants yeah. in Quebec, so it's not like massively huge or anything. But I feel like it, well, for like the chain restaurants, they're like good or bad reviews, unless it's like a hill of like bad reviews it won't really hurt them because the turnover for places like that especially within all the restaurants right pretty much just saves them any type of worry but if it's like a, a specific like restaurant where it's like it's only one of them then their customer service their word of mouth being right. spread like it it means that much more to them because they know it's like what they provide their customers is what no one else is providing right. so they have to make sure that everybody that walks in and out of there get something that they can walk away positively with, right, you know? Right, And it's possible. Like, uh, have you been to Kempai Garden on St. Catherine? I've been before. Not, I haven't eaten. Like, I've gone to, like, kind of party pretty much. So, yeah, I've been a couple yeah. of times just for the, yeah. There's always <laughs> a line there. Yeah, there's it's, always a line. But I go early for because I went it's, in it's the beginning. It's, uh, huh? it's nothing special. You see, when <laughs> I went, when I went, I kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't packed at all. Right, so when I ordered the food and everything, I was like, this is not like the best food, but it was like tasty. It was good. Mm. It was like rightly priced. You know, that actually influenced your taste. Mm. Oh, you, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the more I spend on something, the better, better taste, 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 taste. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. not necessarily true, though. Cause like, I, cause but that's that's what I the hope is. Like, that's what the hope is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but, no, it's not necessarily true. You're right. Yeah, because for me, um, a burger at Five Guys Burgers and Fries tastes a hundred times better than La Belle La Beuf, anything that La Belle La Beuf has. Right. And I don't understand why. Well, I mean, I think your experiences too would definitely... But, but, even, get, you know. but even before the, the two times I went, I went to La Belle La Beuf before. And oh, okay, I thought those were your two. No, only I've been times. there before. I've been there a couple oh, times okay, before, okay. and you liked it before. And they and those last two times ruined it for you. That's correct. It was just that specific location. Too, that huh? specific. Yeah, I've yeah. been mostly to the one in Laval, right? And um, but I'm like, but even the burgers in Laval, they still don't taste as good as what you have at Five Guys, which costing you. Yeah, it's a little bit more, mm. but it's not like a a higher end chain like La Belle La Beuf. It's a fast right. food takeout place. No, but you see, there's some stuff I would never order. I rarely would order in a restaurant. Rarely. That's mac and cheese. Because, yeah, no. like, honestly, like... Not happening. Never. That's not happening. <laughs> you make the best mac and cheese, not you make happening. it at home. Yeah. Like, I don't care what type no, of mac sure. and cheese Indian, you like. Man. What? I'm West Indian. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mac and cheese, uh, burger. Burger, because, like, if you don't go to a burger joint, like... Like, I don't know if you're in the States, like Shake Shack, and, mm. and I've never been to In N Out. I've been to Shake Shack. I've never been to In N Out, but that's just a bomb. 
But Five Guys is my favorite burger in Montreal by far. Love yeah. it. I by love far. It. Easy. I love it. I, that's why I would never order a burger in a other restaurant, even if they make bomb burgers. Right. I'm not going mean, to. You'd have to literally like shock me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's why like it you puzzles. order it. I'll taste it. Yeah. And then I'll order I'll it again you know. the next time <laughs> I'm that's, here. Yeah. That's why it puzzles yeah. me. Like, how is a place that's a higher end place making shitty, shitty burgers compared to a fast food place? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, yeah. it makes sense in terms of if you look at five guys specialize in burger making. But they're, all their they're energy specialized in especially like LaBelle and LaBeouf is. No, yeah. but, no, but when like you specialize, yeah, when you specialize sport, in an industry, sport, you're going to. Oh, yeah, they have TVs. Yeah, if they, if, like they have, they have TVs in. Uh, not too many. Not too many. Yeah, but it's like There's it's more few, like. But it's, it's not a sports bar, though. It's not a sports bar. Yeah. But do they advertise a Habs game? No, not no. that I oh, Okay, so, 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 the, so it's not a That's your way you gauge it? Could you watch a Habs game while you're eating <laughs> yeah. Yeah. sports bar? It could be. But yeah, but what are you saying about the... No, what I'm saying, when you specialize in in a in a area, whether in, the, in this case Five Guys is a burger joint, they're going to do research that specifically improve their burger. Yes. That's just, that's just factual. These guys in, in like restaurant like Fire Grill and you know Belly La Bruv, they're gonna put something together. Fire that, Grill, they have that still open? Yeah, oh, it's still I, there, bro. Can't still remember there. the last time I, I fuck heard. with Fire Grill. Don't be disrespectful. Really? Yeah, it's I fuck disgusting. With Fire Grill. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, they, uh, I, I don't. Bro. I, I, I'm you're on an island for this one. I'm, I, I don't. Yeah. Really, I'm, I'm typically on an island by myself. <laughs> I, most I of the think time. they use a, the powdered mashed potatoes for the mashed. I never had that. I've never yeah, had my shit. We're shaking out of that. The, but you see, that's the chain. I don't mind. You see, Fire Grill, but Fire Grill, come on, man. Bro, it's not, it's not expensive. It's not expensive. You've literally just insulted Gabe. <laughs> no, I haven't insulted so, Gabe. Uh, so, what do, you, what, do you, uh, what do you get when you go to Fire Grill? A salmon. I like salmon, salmon yeah. Okay. I like fish. Um, I know where you're going with that. I saw your look on your face. I your fucking said face light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> I literally said absolutely nothing but, there. Like, if I have to choose a restaurant to go to, it would be Bebo. I like the, the pizzeria. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. fuck with. Like, I eat at good places too. Like, not just Fire Grill, but I think Fire Grill is cool. But I'm just saying, like, you find like places like that, you're not spending as much. Right. You're getting. A decent service. A de- I, you, I'm not expecting the moon when I go there. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. I'm just expecting my food the way I like it, and that's it. That's why I like going to good like good uh, diners or good oh, delis. Same, right. man, you see, we don't have enough of those in Montreal. Yeah. No. If they no, had I like mean, five good, more jukebox burgers around Montreal, I would love that. Was that good? I've never been. You know, oh, my goodness. It's so good. Really? Burgers are really good. Quality. I've never been, yeah. Try it. Jew- where is that? Uh, West Island, uh, okay, Marché yeah. de l'Ouest. All right, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah, no, like I've never. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the the diner I used to really like. I used to live on Green next to uh, Lionel Gru, mm. and there's uh, that the Green Stop. Yeah, I've heard. Oh that. man, and it's not. There's nothing special, right? It's just the service is good. Right. You know, you get you get uh, you get um, welcomed by darling or a honey. You know, like, <laughs> hey, honey, hey, darling, you want a table for one, table for two? You know, like, I, you, very old school. Very old school. You know, <laughs> even the young ones keep up with their tradition, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you ordered the club sandwich. That's the, the one on uh, Saint, is that Saint Antoine, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, 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 I've been there a few times. Yeah, man, yeah. if the fries are fresh, you ask for fresh fries, man, they're boom. Which place is this? Green, Green, Stop. Green Stop. Okay, because I was gonna say on Notre Dame, there's a place kind of like that too. It's called uh, Nouveau System. Oh yeah, new system barbecue. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they're good. Bur- 
But if you like fucking cinnamon in your poutine sauce, <laughs> fuck. I've never <laughs> shit. I never they got me, dog. Yo, they had me one night. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Everything is good, but why do they put cinnamon? <laughs> this nutmeg? <laughs> what am I fucking never eating poutine cake? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Man, I've never that before, but I and love honestly, that if you people didn't believe me and they didn't want to order, right? Just in case I was right, I'm like, just ask them to taste. You know, take a plastic spoon. Like, could you just dip this in the thing? <laughs> I'm like, yo, they fucking put cinnamon or like cloves or some shit. It's oh so God, weird, man. Weird. That's why. But new system, but they they have uh, not to shit on them because I used to like eat there a lot. They're open till two a.m. So it's like yo, it's legit. Oh, yeah. it's legit. <laughs> but yeah, all the fucking steamies, the burgers, you know, all that shit's good. The yeah. fries are really good too. Oh, great. But I just don't fuck with that poutine sauce. Even La Fleur has that poutine sauce. Yeah. With the cinnamon and shit inside, it's too sweet. Fuck, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh man. Yeah, it's fucking whack. Yeah. Back. It's got to be savior, man. I don't want yeah, sweet man. sauce, man. I want a nice salty, like regret it after I've eaten yes. it, but enjoy it the yes. whole way through. Dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. You got to drink a whole glass of water. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Be pissed off that they gave you that small cup of fucking Coke. Or it's Pepsi, crazy how bro. poutine, though, it, like really <laughs> took off in the states, huh? Yeah. With that uh, with the uh, with the hipsters. Yeah. Right, I even watch this, this video. Try to reinvent with the, it in all with these the hipsters. <laughs> I Dude, watched. I saw them putting like green onion on it. I was like, "What are you guys doing?" Man? Oh man, just keep it simple. No, but it, it still tastes okay. The just green onion it. doesn't. That's what Sports Station does now. Yeah, I, they put oh, green yeah. onion on their poutine. But I watched this uh, vegan chef in the, the UK. <laughs> There's a and he really did a, like a Montreal take on like a vegan poutine. I really like him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. I was shocked because I've been watching. For sure, used like. A mushroom stock gravy or some shit like that. It was. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, yeah. It was, but it was. It looked pretty decent. I and I, good I mean, old fashioned beef stuff. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've used his cookbook. He cooks very well. He puts good recipes together. Who's this? Uh, Gaz Oakley. Okay. Avant Garde Vegan. That's his YouTube channel. Pretty dope. And I was shocked. I was like, "Yo, Montreal." It's like you were here, and I didn't even know. I felt, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But he was like, "Yeah, I went there. I never had a poutine, but I saw like." The way like people you know talked about it, that he went back to England and literally researched enough to put it together. It was very, <laughs> I mean, it's vegan, right? The right, right. Cheese and all that, but he did a good job. It looks good. I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Demore, on the Upford Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of Up for Discussion, a long-running comedy podcast on the Upford Network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience-submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off-limits. The audience has... Full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears, and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys. Hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it not a very compelling product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. 
No, yeah, no, I love poutine. I get, I get, I could get sick of it once in a while. Because <laughs> you but, too much. Yeah, but, but nothing worse than a, a so bad good. poutine. Because no, yeah, like poutine standards so are so true, like bro. basic yeah. that if it doesn't just qualify in like, that area, then it's just it's like all ruined. about. First off, you gotta have the cheese curds. Oh, definitely. The squeaky. It's got a squeak. Yeah, yeah like it's got a squeak. Got a squeak. Like if, if the cheese doesn't squeak, um, it's already not a poutine. What What do you feel about gratiné poutines? When you order a poutine and it comes gratiné, you know when they put it in the, the oven? oven. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, shit. yeah. Like, what the fuck did you do today? Yeah. yeah. No. Some no, people no. do that. Some restaurants let, do that. Let I, the cheese melt under the sauce. Well, you know what? In high school, we had this place called um, Billy G's. Billy G's, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, Billy G's, yeah, for um, sure. I I don't... Yeah, yeah, my my (laughs) friends, they love Billy G's. Yo, Billy G's is a staple to our high school, bro. No, because we all went to the same high school, like Pablo and those people. Yeah, they love it. We went there all the time. Yeah. Every time lunch for like the five years. Yo, 350 would get you a burger and a poutine back in those days, bro. And the thing is, five dollars used to get you a lot, like when we were in high school, man. Yeah. For lunch. Like, and plus, on, Billy man. G was so busy. Sometimes he give you free poutine. They even notice. Oh yeah, they give us free. <laughs> How could you go but bad on that? Their, their cheese was the same poutine cheese. However, it was stringy. So instead of being like the curds, it'd be yeah, stringy, yeah. but it would taste just as good as. Nah, the, as Billy, the curds Billy, one. shout out to yeah. Billy, man. Love it. Thanks yeah. for them free poutine. Like I respect, burgers. I respect the the loyalty and the and the fan base they got, you know, because that's as a food as a food like a little hole in the wall type of food, because that's what Billy Bill, G's yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. hole in the wall. To build that like loyalty of customers and everything, you you've done something right. Yeah, exactly. But for somebody to go into that like years later, and people overhyped it for me. Like oh it's the best burgers it's the best poutine and everything I mean I'm just like yeah, it's good yeah because <laughs> I feel like for you you didn't have that nostalgia yeah yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, it's all nostalgic you know like, what I mean yeah for them they grew up on it it was like probably like the first introduction to it and like you're getting it for like like eating on your bun. own with your friends bro. yeah exactly, I'll tell you, you know? that was a food bank when you had no money bro you yeah. don't understand yeah. like yeah. You but that, but that's what it is you know it's like it's one of those places that you just knew like. You could walk in there with two bucks and get a good meal. Bro, walk you could get, a, bucks, get you a could get meal. almost a poutine. He would just give you sauce fry and sauce. gravy. <laughs> but, but that's it. You know, like fried sauce, bro. Like, you give the fried but it's sauce. things like that. No like knowing cheese, that though, you could literally but. go in there with $2. And yeah, you're not going to get like the regular combo of like a poutine and a drink. But you're still going to leave with food, you know? Bro. But it was food that hit the spot. I don't know why. Bro. But like even as a grown man now, like... I pass by every so often, like once, twice a year, and just yeah. get a double cheese, you know? Oh, because, like, we had a spot like that near Westmount. It's, like, the depth that was there, it's closed now, unfortunately, but... Billy Jesus is still open. We do no, this place, right. like, it was in, it was in <laughs> Westmount, and essentially what happened, like, they, uh, the renter priced them out. It was, like, oh, it yeah. was done on purpose. Like, we know the fucking deal. But, like, that was one of those places, too, where, like, you go in, and, like, three-something, you get a patin and a canned drink, and... You were set, but like they also had like, because it was a Chinese family that did it, so you get like General Tao added on top of your putin if you want to get fancy. Oh yeah, that's next level. Yeah, like that's before the trend. Yeah, it's fucking like next level shit. So we're just like, yeah, like if you had like the extra cash on you, you're like. Yeah, add some like general town. You know, like that's a Friday meal. You know, your mom gives you an extra exactly, five. You know? <laughs> you know, like every day you come with the five because like the in school meal, like it was like three something or four something bro, I never at the depth it was bro. still like less than five bucks to get like yeah. your your poutine and your food so yeah. we would do that all the time man it was just one of those like kind of like Billie Jean's where you just had like a nice staple place you could go get your food and but it was also like a hub I feel like back in those days it's like you know like we had like two directions when we left school 
you continue north, you go into Billy. If you turn left, you go into Pizza Express and Layla. Like down Pizza on Express is so bad though. Yo, you just go terrible. to fucking Pizza Willet. Yeah, but that's it was, a bit better though. Yeah, but it was a bit too far. You know, like back in those days, it was just a direct. You get the fifty-one. You're gonna yeah. get down there real quick. <laughs> and people like honestly, like I, I mean, a shout out to those businesses because you know we did some fucked up things. But you know, those are places that was always busy. People are gonna try to rob a pizza or grab a slice <laughs> didn't pay for, and these people are so busy like. They would just have it, you know, like yeah. let it go. Is and it still there, Pizza Express? Yeah, it's still there. Layla is still there. Mm, you know, people used to go to Layla there. and, you know, stuff juice sip sacks in their jackets. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> imagine you <laughs> have uh, uh, a. Imagine if uh, uh, you get like a pizza restaurant that just opens right in front of Pizza Express, but it's legit pizza. Mm. You know what I mean? Not in the hood. It's <laughs> yeah. not in the hood. <laughs> like you could gentrify. You could gentrify Walkley. Not Walkley. <laughs> you could gentrify Walkley. How? <laughs> Eventually, yeah, they're doing it with uh, uh what's it called? Point Saint Charles. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah, but that's that, a difference. That's so worse. Point Saint Charles, Saint Henry, way worse. All of that. Yeah. No, no, but that's you a difference that, though because I think, well. I think also too, you with the mixture of Griffin Town being so close and but that's and all those. Yeah, what do you think is? You have Monklin area. You know, Bro, that, that's going to bleed out eventually. I, I don't care what you say. All it takes is one or two investors to come in and just spend Yo, You make Summerlet, you make Summerlet, you put like two really good stores on Summerlet and two really good restaurants on Summerlet, and that's just turning over within like five, six years. Bro, yeah. Walkley would always be Walkley. Nah. There's no hope. Never oh say God. never, bro. <laughs> never never say no never, the conversation bro. took a turn, man. <laughs> Walkley will turn. always be Walkley, brother. <laughs> I mean, it sounds good, and it'll be beautiful to see, but nah, it's Walkley, bro. But <laughs> it, it is what it is. But, like, I think food and, like, especially places like Montreal. But except Fire what's your what's your other go-to restaurant? Like, like uh, we were talking about poutines, but nobody even class our favorite poutines. Like, what's your favorite poutine spot? <sighs> like, right, like, favorite poutine, first thing that comes favorite into Favorite poutine right now, I would say, is the cheese. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because I like the way they make their fries. Okay. Stay crunchy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They double uh, fry it. I love they that. They double fry it? I like a good crunch. Like, I want to get to the last bite. You know, I think they use good. Cavendish fries. I don't know if you had those Cavendish fries yeah. from Costco. Yeah, the big bag. Yo, yeah. they're the best. Honestly, yeah. I don't even shit on restaurants that buy frozen fries. Like, those. that's one of the, that's one of the uh, shortcuts you could take. Hey, Gordon yeah. Ramsay wouldn't agree with you. But yeah, no, I, but re I really like them. But you know what? Really Gordon like Ramsay opened up when he opened up his rotisserie chicken restaurant. You know, or in Montreal. You yeah. know, he he partnered up with people in Montreal to open it up with Guy Liberté and everything. Complete flop. It didn't work at all. You know how many? Like they had three steps to making their fries. They were really good, but you had a you had a dehydration step. You had a steaming, and then dehydration, and then one fry, and then two fry, and then the final fry. So your your thing is like. Super crispy inside. It's like mashed potatoes outside. It's super. It's like really good fries. But at the end of the day, the long process. It's a long, it's a long process, process just for fries. So you really have to like, you're 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 gonna pay the fries like seven eight dollars, ten dollars, twelve dollars a fry. You're not gonna survive. Yeah. You know what I mean. Fries should be cheap. Exactly. <laughs> so homemade fries or store or like frozen fries. It's all good, especially when they're Cavendish fries. Oh yeah. man. Oof. And like. If that's what they're using, so be it, man. I don't care. It's yeah. fucking delicious. And I got to shout them out, too, because they're boys that I went to high school with. Nice. So it's like the fact that they make, 
fucking good food. Yeah. And like they're open late as well. I'm just like, dude, like double I've only eaten on at their food truck. I never had yeah, the... Yeah, the food truck essentially now, I think they still do it in the summer. I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but I know they were, that's how they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got the location on Monklin, and they've just been booming ever since, man. Nice. Yeah, it's a good I'm trying to think. Uber eats the fuck out of that stuff, man. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Said Uber eats the fuck out of the <laughs> I can't think of a good poutine place that I like, honestly. Like, when I think of good poutine, I honestly think back of Picasso's. Like, they had, like, boom poutine for me. Like, their That's smoked good. meat poutine was amazing. Oh, mm. I do like a good smoked meat. But uh, anytime you add some meat on top of poutine. Yeah. As, but, like, as long as that. that you have the base. Yeah, per, yeah the like, base. Because, like, before I ever, like, throw anything on top of a poutine in a place I go to, I just get the regular first. No. Nah. Like, I got to know how your regular poutine tastes like. So that way it's like, all right, is it good on its own? Before I think I Dunn's out going Dunn's. On it. Dunn's is yeah. really, Dunn's has I, really I good. I would have to yeah, go yeah, with yeah, Dunn's. Yeah. Now that I think they, about if, it. If it weren't for the cheese, Dunn's would probably be. Bro, like I used to work one. overnight. You guys remember when I used to work overnight? Yeah. I used to kill the shit out of Dunn's. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Dunn's is fucking lit, man. Because I used to work literally right next to the one downtown overnight. Oh man, dude, a smoked meat the smoke meat sandwich on the side really of Patin, yeah. bro. Because the one on the yeah, carry like is different. It's a bit, yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, they're a bit newer too. The yeah, one downtown the one has is been like, there it's, forever. It's pretty much yeah, like, bro. bro I got legit. stories like from my uncle and my parents and shit. Like they used to go to Duns at that spot and then yeah. move. You know, they would have a. A spaghetti smoked meat, meat yep, or I a poutine smoked meat. meat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, 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 a smoked meat. So, yeah, that's a staple. That's honestly an underrated Montreal staple. Yeah. Underappreciated, dance. definitely. Yeah. Orange julep. Mm. The sauce is super orange. I don't even know what the fuck they put in that sauce. It's man. very spicy. Yeah, it tastes like a, it up, a taste, a bitterish kind of taste. Really? They spice to, it up. To it. I don't know what it is. I don't remember like. liking it. I don't remember the taste, but I don't remember liking it. It's okay, it. but it's nothing. It's like, special. it's one of those spots where you're like, yo, I haven't been there in a while. Never long. had it. So then I'll go. Yeah. Just to like get that old feel. Yeah, I just remember being at Orange, but yeah, that that's, yeah, you're just hitting on nostalgia points again. Yeah. Like. No, but I already said what my favorite yeah. one is, so now I can just talk yeah, about fucking pretend. <laughs> but you said Picasso's? It was Picasso's, but now that like, I think about it, Dunn's. Dunn's, 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 Dunn's hit it, yeah. Yeah, like I said, if it weren't for the cheese, Dunn's would probably um, be the number one as well. What about you, bro? I think my favorite um, poutine had to be, I would say Valentin. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I would say that's out of left field right there. Yeah, it's, that's, it's good. That is like that's nostalgic as fuck. And I would put it. I would say because we went to Dawson and we had it all the time in the food court. Yeah, and it was. Is it still there? No. No, was it? No, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't there. It was something else. But now they have a Valentine uh, down t- down from the from the cin- uh, from the. They have one at bank. I know they have one in the. There's one down there now. Yeah, I think there's a Burger King and a Valentine or like a. The only one I could think of is the one that's on Jean there's one in Angry on. In there's the, also one in on in the atrium where the ice drink is. I don't. I don't know. Really? Uh, at Bonaventure? Yeah, there's a Valentine right there. Oh, I'm never in Bonaventure. Yeah, I work down there now, so yeah. <laughs> I know all the food spots. Uh. Yeah, that that's another. That, that's like I yeah, put like Valentine, man. That's the same place as, yeah, man. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to say like Bell Pro or some yeah, shit. Yeah, like I put them in the same field. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're very different. Bell Pro is. I think the Bell Pro. They're different, but they're like. Yeah. Same ballpark. Yeah. 
not with Bell Prison in there. I don't know if you remember inside the Scotia Bank they had New York fries. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Okay, that was one of the best fucking poutines because yeah. usually poutines it's like a poutine powder, right? Yeah. And you add it to water, mm-hmm. it makes a whole shit. But they use actual veal stock, like it's for sure ordered in from sorry. They don't make it yeah. in the movie theater. They order it right. in, but. It's real veal sock from veal bones that were roasted, that were cooked for like two, three days or like uh, 24 hours minimum. And then you reduce it, you reduce it, and that you get your veal mm. stock, you know? And then you could do whatever. They used real, they, I'm sure they added a bit of powder. Probably. Just to like just stretch to it out because it you're, you're a chain also right. as well. Yeah. But legit, and this, the fries were super skinny. So uh, they were they stayed crunchy and everything. I really like that one. I really like that yeah, one. Yeah, no, I, I remember back when I was living in the West Island, they had a New York fries in uh, Fairview Mall. That was the spot I would go. Yeah, to that was dope. Yeah, it was pretty. New York fries is really good, but I think pretty my favorite. But I have to say my favorite poutine. Uh, but it's weird because you have to ask for fresh fries, <laughs> right? <laughs> or else it's just like because they use the old fries for the poutine because they're just going to put sauce all over it. Yeah. So they don't really give a shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, these been standing for like five, ten minutes. It's fine. But if you ask for fresh fries at Green Stop, it's the best poutine. Because they're, they're, they're thick cut. They're fresh. Salted. And you have to salt it though. So I know there's a lot of steps. I know there's a lot of steps. You gotta to the make it. Right, you it gotta sounds make like it just good. making regular fries. Huh? It sounds like just you're making regular fries is the steps. It's what like you stuff you're supposed to make to do. To yeah, make no, fries? fresh. Yeah, but but they gotta be fresh though, fresh but out of the fryer. You know, you make a great point because one thing I don't like is like for example, like McDonald's. Obviously, they're not a parameter to gauge what's good or bad. Oh well, what's good anyway. Is when people use salted fries to make poutine. I hate that. I yo, dude, you always okay. There's because a rule the, because the gravy's already as salty as it gets. Yeah, but still, I, not really though. Yeah, it is. Okay, no, I'm, me, I need more sodium in my diet. <laughs> no, but like, but everything there's a rule in the kitchen that they don't apply in a lot of restaurants, especially fast salt food. Salt at every step. No, yeah, salt at every step, but it's not that. It's more like for like fast food joints. And like uh, greasy spoons and everything, they stopped salting their fries because people say it's too salty. But that's like number one r- rule for frying. Yeah. You fry something, you, you take sa- it out, you put it in a bowl with a paper, brown paper, whatever. Parchment paper. S- parchment paper, mm-hmm. if you got it. Salt. Right away, yeah. straight out of the fryer. That's like number one thing. Why? Because it keeps it crispy, right? No, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a flavor saver, man. Yeah. You need to. It's just a flavor and a hand, sir. And, 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 and it doesn't really do anything to the texture, though. No? No. Mm. It, it's, not like, it's not like it dries it out the outside more, you know? Right. It's not like that. It's just like the heat is going to draw in. The salt? The salt, you know. The hotter it is, you're going to have that fucking chemical reaction. So if you wait too long and you salt the fries, it's just you have salt on fries and that's it. You have to salt straight out of the fryer. If there's one thing I gotta, if so you everybody fry, at home, everybody at home, if you fry, if, if you're deep frying, regular frying, salt that bitch right out of the fryer. Salt that bitch. You gotta. <laughs> That's why McDonald's does it as soon as they like dump it out. Just put that whole 
slosh of salt they put on their shit. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I like it. Yeah, I like that shit. <laughs> One of the Say few salty. things at McDonald's I will always enjoy are their fries. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, their even, I, I, I was listening to this thing about McDonald's fries the other day. I don't even, shouldn't even get into it if you like fries. Those fries. Just, just, it's crazy, bro. Just let me live in the lie, okay? But the thing is, they're real <laughs> potatoes, right? They're real potatoes. It's not, they're, just, they're not like, oh, they mash it up and then they do something else and they put it in a mold and cut it up. And well, I don't care what they do to the fries. But it's real potatoes. But what they're they delicious. Like, so. yeah. They're delicious. They're good. Like I they're said, good. The, there's two things I really like from McDonald's. The fries and the coffee. That's it. The, let uh, me have the fries. If you ever go to, uh, if you ever go to Amsterdam, <laughs> The thing other than weed and hookers to have is fucking fries, <laughs> potatoes, fried potatoes, and they're amazing. Is that the classification now? Weed and hookers? Weed and hookers. Weed and hookers and, hookers and, hookers and fries? Well, I'm saying I'm what else? like a great <laughs> holy trinity right there. <laughs> fries, <laughs> hookers, and weed. I don't know what trinity y'all talking about. <laughs> That's a pretty good trinity. If you're 21 that is, that is and you're trinity. traveling the world, you land in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> fucking legal weed, red light district. Hopefully you don't catch shit because you protect. You know you gotta. You're in Amsterdam. That's just crazy, man. So, but I've been in Amsterdam with my girl though, so it was pretty like PG thirteen, I would say. You know, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. So obviously, like a lot of weed. We smoked a lot, a lot of coffee shops, and back then weed wasn't legal here, so it was like a thing to do. But I liked it all. I liked the whole vibe and everything, but. What was really fucking amazing were those like little spots of like French fries and in a, in a in a in a cone in a paper cone and then you had all these dipping sauces like crazy amounts of different types of mayo different types of ketchup spicy ketchup ultra sweet ketchup this and I hate ketchup so I didn't touch that shit but like yeah spicy mayo this mayo that mayo curry mayo whatever you wanted man they had like fucking 20 curry selections curry mayo yeah it was good i didn't i didn't uh she took the curry i think i took the spicy one the regular one because the regular you had to go with the regular but uh i always think of the pulp fiction scene you know it's like you know this shit position <laughs> on holland mayonnaise <laughs> you know but yeah it's fucking so good man it's so so good <laughs> remember that scene, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. So there's one thing you gotta you gotta go when you go to Amsterdam, anywhere in Holland, really. You just gotta eat some fucking fried potatoes. <laughs> they, Yo, I, I don't know how the fuck dude, they do it, man. You had me at hookers and weed. You don't have to go further. I don't give a fuck about those potatoes. I don't know, man. <laughs> fried food from the south. I don't know. I don't know what can beat that. Uh, no, fried I mean, with, yeah, but, <laughs> but you, see, bro, I, you see, if I want like fried, like French fries, yeah, I'll go to Holland because they invented yeah potatoes. Yeah, no, not potatoes. Really yeah. potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the like, Irish invented no, the potato. Well, they had the potato, but it was close enough distance in the south, right? Yeah, you didn't have to travel oceans to get to them. But yeah, I guess like for the, for the south, you like you you wouldn't be able to be a fried chicken. You know, fried chicken. Yeah. I don't think, I think you. I oh, think you southern, could beat out. I think you. Could, there's places in the world you could beat nice out. Southern fried. Hot I'm chicken. sure. Like I've watched a couple videos from Korea. I'm trying. Mm. I, I would like to try Korean. Yeah, Korean fried, fried chicken, chicken is, is really next good. level. Yeah, that's they, what I'm saying. They, a lot of the things that they do are from the traditions and disciplines of 
Southern well, fried. Yeah, it's chicken. a it's a derivative, right? Right, because of the war and soldiers were over there. I was watching a little bit of history yeah. on it. Like it's it's essentially it's the same way how the Japanese have perfected their whiskeys. It's because they follow the very traditions of like how like the Irish and Scottish like. But I mean, they, they put their own twist to it too, so it's yeah. kind of like well, it's because of the flavor, yeah, the right, flavors the that flavor they have there. But the right. way it's it's made, it's very much like the steps. Well, no, I don't think they're heavy breaded like the the South, bro. But let me tell you about something about like uh, what's what you call that uh, colonialism, I guess. Right, that's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, ban me, you know, those sandwiches, those Asian yeah, 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 me yeah, sandwiches, yeah, yeah. that that they're super popular right now. You know, they had their phase; they're kind of fading out. But I still like a really good ban me. I fucking I love yeah. that shit. So that was because the French went into Vietnam, right? You know, and Philippines and everything, right. and the only thing they could bring back with them. Uh, was uh, mustard, you know, some terrine, you know, terrine, uh, yeah. pork terrines and yeah. everything like that, and uh, baguettes and bread. So when they got to Vietnam and they tried the local food and everything and they tried, they didn't like that shit, they mm-hmm. gave all the fucking, you know, because they, they're coming, they're taking over, right? So yeah. they give all the pork people and everything, oh, okay, do this with this, do this with that and everything. And that's how the banh mi was created. You know, there's a lot of food that was created like that. Out of necessity, mm. man. Out of necessity. Like uh, Indian, like you have Indian food, and then you have English Indian food. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? The samosas are different if you go to India or if you go to England, England yeah. and they're both bomb. Right. You know what I mean? I'm sure. I've never been to either. <laughs> <laughs> I know the samosas I've had here. <laughs> no, but I'm, it, it's obviously, like, I mean, you, you have a level of influence. And after a while, generationally, certain things start to seep in, certain things get taken out. Yeah. And it just adds a different flavor altogether. So right. I, I definitely see how that works. Yeah, man. No, nah, man. It's crazy, man. Every every food has such a, uh, like, uh it's it's the the history behind every type of food and the like you could really trace culture like that you know oh, yeah. what i mean like like in cuban and american like the cuban sandwich i'm sure mm-hmm. you don't have a cuban sandwich in cuba you have cubano like a real cubano sandwich mm-hmm. you ever had one of those mm-hmm. oh like i don't eat ham anymore but like oh my god so it's roasted pork i would never had it uh, it's roasted pork with ham and they fry that shit up. Have you seen the movie Chef with John Favreau? Um, I can't recall it. No. All right. So he basically is a high high profile chef that stops and starts a food truck. You know, he's a mental breakdown. Starts a food truck, and he does these Cubans Cubano sandwiches. Oh my fucking lord, they're amazing. So the next time I was in Miami, definitely had a Cuban sandwich. They're mm. fucking amazing. They looked amazing in the movie. That made me want. <laughs> and I go to Florida yeah. often because my family lives there. So, mm. so my first stop was like, I'm getting a real Cubano sandwich. <laughs> Holy shit. It was so fucking good, right? And then you research what's in the Cuban. Uh, you Oh, Wikipedia this. Or you fall into this. Or this chef does it. Turns out they don't even have the Cuban sandwich in Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the name. It's just the name. That's the name. <laughs> because Cubans came over... When they when they went to Florida, yeah. they adopted their fucking shit right. yeah. to the American market to right. have a more. Int- it's right. crazy, man! It's yeah. such a good fucking sandwich. <laughs> well, that's good though, right? Yeah, you have that's to go great. to Cuba to have a that's Cubano great. sandwich. You could just fly. Bro, wor- world peace is gonna get done through food. It's well, the only way. It's, it's the, the only way, way bro. The only way, man. It's the only way. I mean, we have it here, right? We have this whole issue of language and all that type of shit. You know, 
emigrants this, emigrants that, but we all we all food. gather around a table and eat well. Um, we all speak. Yeah, food, man, man. That's that, honestly that's one of the other thing I love about food. Like, I landed in this like career and this business and everything through like just like a passion that was discovered. I didn't have a passion and fell into it. You know, I discovered a passion through working in restaurants. And I'm so happy. I'm so, I feel like super lucky that at first that I found it early. You know, I found it like 16, 17 years old. To me, it's early to find your passion and I'm super lucky for that. But also that it's like a passion that could like, you know, it's so universal. Yeah. You know, you go anywhere, you'll find people obsessed with food. Obsessed with flavor and how to cook this, how to cook Food that. Food is life. Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So let me ask you a question. If you had to have one meal. Like a whenever, last meal? Last meal. Oh, damn. Dude's on it, death yeah. row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did I do? <laughs> and I'm definitely not living in Canada for what I've done. Yeah. So I'm in California, San Quentin. Yeah, yeah so right. if you were to have one last meal, what... What meal would that be? Damn, that's a good question. Something man. that would say, I'm not saying you're going to die, or, but it's just it's like, like asking, it's like asking anybody here, what's your favorite song? You know what I mean? Which is, it's so difficult to narrow it down. Traveling like a Man pimp, by Most Def. Like a pimp, David Banner. That's my favorite song. <laughs> what? Traveling Man by Most Def. That's your favorite song right now? No. That's your it's favorite song? Answer. That's wow. fucked up too, though, to have like a favorite song, though. It's, a, it's just from the very first time I heard it. your favorite song. Favorite song. It's just, it's a song that no matter when I listen to it, I never feel the same, but I always enjoy it every time. Okay. That's true. I got it's like, it's essentially like, it's like a mood stone, like depending on how you look at it or what lights in, like that, what that song is for me. Like I can listen to it one day and it will make me break down and cry, or I can listen to it one day and I will be laughing and just joyous. Like that's what that song does. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Here's on Cameron. Oh boy. You're weird as fuck. How is that weird? But, How is that song uh, weird? Yeah, that but song that's a good shit. question because honestly, like, I don't. You see, let's say, let's say, uh, let's say I could get one specific meal, but it has to be done a specific way, like super yeah. specific. It's like I could get some, whatever. You it's want. not like oh, like a really good steak or whatever. Because you want. my mom used to make this. Uh, she still makes it. But way more rare now because like family gatherings are like, and uh, so it's called the dafina, and it's something that you so for the Shabbat. You know how the Shabbat work Friday night. Right. Mm -hmm. You can cook or use electricity or anything like that. Yeah. So you would do like this crazy big crock pot of different things. You would have like some people would put meat meatloaf in one corner and and beef cheek and bone marrow and you have you put a bunch of potatoes. Yeah. So the main part is. The rice, barley, potatoes, meat, and bone marrow, right? And a lot of some people would put eggs, different cultures, mm. different parts of Morocco, you know, different types of Jewish people, different traditions, mm -hmm. you know, they would put different ingredients. But the main thing was you would put like, uh, like a rice or barley with a lot of meat, cook it overnight, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it would get at least, at least a good like. 12, 15 hours inside of the oven at 225, you know, so that shit's really good. But my mom makes it a special way with a shitload of bone marrow, which is like next level. Beef cheek, she puts the uh, chickpeas, the wheat, the barley, but she sweats the onions before. She does, she puts some, some, something sweet in it. I don't know if it's dates or whatever, but I don't ask her. 
Because like I don't want it to ruin the whole magic behind <laughs> yeah, the fuck. It's like but it's I her know secret recipe, right? But she put dates. I'm pretty sure it's fucking dates. But I'm gonna get the recipe because I'm gonna make my kids that and everything. But but yeah, that that would be that would be. And we had it every single Saturday lunch nice. for the Saturday shop. Yeah. So since I could remember, That's every single had, yeah. Saturday lunch for years and years and years till I was like 14, 15 before I started skipping. Uh, those uh, family mm. lunches and started <laughs> making excuses. I'm yeah. sleeping here. I'm not gonna be here. But yeah, before it was routine every Saturday lunch, and I, I think I would have that man. That's nice, man. Dude, that just like reminds me of how like back when I like lived with my grandmother. Every Friday was fried chicken, and every Sunday was pancakes. Just how it worked. Friday fried chicken, and it was like like Caribbean like stew food, all that. With like the fried chicken was like the prize of it all. And Sundays was pancakes. Nice. My grandfather would make the pancakes. Big, circular, fluffy fucking pancakes. Nice. You have to like drench it in syrup. Fucking amazing, man. Yeah, no, pancakes. I know that yeah. feeling, man. Yeah, <laughs> but it, because it's like, but the thing is, it's like, it's good, it's tasty, but the fact that you have it every single week, yeah. you know what I mean? Never missed a beat. In the winter, that shit was bomb. And when I was a kid, I had a massive appetite. I'm, I still have a big appetite. But I had a really good metabolism, so I, bro, like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of falls off after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the second you hit 29, it starts, it starts, it starts, it starts I think mine stopped a long time before that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my, my brother would have like a serving and a half, maybe two servings. Mm. Bro, I had like six, seven. Like, okay, two potatoes, one egg, rice, this, meat, that. Okay, boom, that, more. Bro, one time six, seven. That was my like there like something people talked about in my family, how much I ate. Yeah. Because it was ridiculous how much I ate. <laughs> but that one specifically was so good you couldn't stop. You couldn't stop, man. So yeah, that that to answer that would be my That's last. nice, man. That's but that would be impossible for me to get in in jail. Well no. <laughs> I'm not talking jail. No, you, you, talking you, you your meal. last meal's catered. We'll bring it to you. Don't worry. I think the last meal they cater <laughs> yeah. to you. Because, <laughs> we'll I mean, sure shit, people it. have lobster, shrimps. Yeah, but, well, so, okay, so that means I would have to be in good terms with my mom, which I am, but maybe I'm in jail, so <laughs> she's, she's not, not going to make it for me. She's going to go ride for the <laughs> shit you've done. No, no, but what if it's your last <laughs> meal? Like, that's the last thing she can do for you. I think any parents, regardless of what you would have done, yeah. that last moment, especially if you made that request, I think, any decent human being would Saturday. do it. You got me, But that shit would be so bomb Sunday night because it's it stayed overnight. And, oh the, man! Uh, but it'll be good on the theory. Yeah? Uh, yeah, From man. what you're talking, Leftovers. it seems like it'll be good in like any winter months where you could prepare it the Friday night, do what you got to do on a Saturday or Sunday, and then just come home, sit down just before a football game, yeah. and just eat. Yeah. yeah, it's like a it's a crockpot dish. Yeah. You know, we just put it in the oven, but you could do it in the crockpot. Or you could shit. bring it to somebody's house. You're having like a, what do you call that type of shit? Potluck. A potluck, yeah. 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 Be... I like that shit, a potluck. I like, I like potlucks. We, people Only where people can cook. You know, I don't do really much potlucks. Yeah, you're going to be <laughs> beware. I don't do that shit at work. Nope. Any potlucks? Oh, potlucks at work? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, bro. I always have an excuse. <laughs> I, I literally, at my old job, used to take every potluck occasion. I would have a day off. I would <laughs> like, purposely I think, take a day off. I'm not lying to but you. But I think it's legit if you just 
order in you know you're not a cook you're not gonna bust your ass you're like okay fuck it i'm just gonna yeah, order I'll, this i'll first. order some food for the pot yeah. Yeah. like oh yeah. you see this butter chicken is boom i'm just gonna order <laughs> it for everybody right yeah. yeah, you you be a Moroccan. I would respect that. No, no, but you be a Moroccan and they tell you bringing something from your culture. You're gonna show up with a, a plate full of me, butter chicken. Me, me personally, not with your skill set. Yeah, Take right. Take away your skill set. But I would trust him with his skill set. No, no, wait, yeah. without his. No, no, right, no. But okay, as a Moroccan, I would go to a Moroccan restaurant and like get some shit. If if I never and cooked then, and I hated to cook, and they're like, okay, you're Moroccan. Bring some shit Moroccan. I'll go. Nah, but potlucks don't work that way. Potlucks would tell you, like, do something from your country. Do it yourself. <laughs> you and know? then you hear all these fuckers are telling you, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. And then you're like, shit, bro. What, you know, what it's funny. Bring? We had The last time I did potluck was in elementary school, way back shit. years ago. Right. And my mom had to, my mom cooked, uh, like, chicken from, like, granite she used to make. And when I tell you, I was, like, worried. I was like, these people might not want to eat what my mom has to eat. So I said, my mom said, don't worry, don't worry. Baby bladder? So she, so, she, so, my, mom, so my mom cooked Baby the, my like walking off. So my mom cooked the chicken and everything like that. Right. When I tell you that thing finished in less than two minutes, yeah. my mom cooked a lot. Right, right. And that thing finished in less than I was like, wow. <laughs> it was that good. You finished it. Not me. <laughs> oh shit. I brought it to the potluck for school. Oh, and people school. finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the teachers. There was this one teacher who was from um uh Martinique. Yeah. He had he was like, taste the one like he just started taking everything else. He just took a whole plate and just left with but it. You see, what's something you've ate that was like, damn? You know, sometimes you eat something and you're just like, holy fucking yeah. shit. Like for my parents or something? No, nah, man. Just in, in general. general. It could be. It could be. You know, Church's whatever. Ch- uh, Church's chicken. Church's chicken. What is that? In That's in the States. Oh, yeah? Uh, but I had it in, in Trinidad, though, because they have a chain in Trinidad. All right. And Trinidad, how they prepare their food, it's more, um, I'll say, more healthier. Yeah, because they don't like process the meat. They actually yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like you could see the chicken in the when farm. I, yeah, well, when I tell <laughs> you how good. Oh my! God, I was like, I have to take this back on the plane. But you can't bring back food. Yeah, from yeah. yeah. So I was like, damn, I want to have it. Again. And I could, to this day, I could still remember what it tastes like. It's the food that I remember the most. And I, I don't, I'm not a big huge chicken person, but right. that's something I remember vividly in my head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, how about you, bro? I eat so much. <laughs> Actually, one thing I can remember was like kind of mind blowing. My ex's mom made amazing lamb. Oh uh, yeah, like incredible. Yeah, lamb, lamb could. Yeah, lamb. if you like, like that shit, a lot of people don't like it. But if you no, like I, it, oh. I love lamb. Oh, I love it. But like hers, like to this day, like probably the best lamb. Is it like Greek? Had. No, like Armenian, no. Yeah, Armenia. Okay, okay, okay. It's fucking phenomenal, man. Like super tender. Took no. you like good, like at least eight hours to make type of yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, bro, man, lamb, forget about. It. Yeah, no, that's definitely. You just rake it with a fork and it's like, falling apart. You know, like. So. Especially if you have it, you had it from like a mom that's been making it for years and years. Yeah, like that was like her. her thing. Like every uh, every Passover, my grandmother makes a slam. You know. And it's a lamb roll, simple lamb roast, you know, but it's like super fatty, you know, and but mm-hmm. she puts like Moroccans love to put like like sweet stuff in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like uh prunes or dates or whatever. And she did one with uh, dried apricots and lemon. Oh my god. It was re- it's it's ridiculous it's still ridiculous. The combinations good. you could Oof. have with food and the flavors that it could bring out, it's yeah. It's but amazing. I feel like yeah, lamb is definitely if you've never had lamb. 
in your life and then you taste it for the first time like at a good age like 20 25 where you could be like okay i could appreciate this taste lamb is like crazy fucking tasty fuck i love it delicious man uh it's crazy good like, it's crazy good i just i love lamb in general love it all right so time do we have here because i don't want to go to late oh yeah so we're at a good time where we could we could wrap well i have one last question oh you have one last question Emily? Was yeah, that let's last finish question? up on this question because i i like knowing this is a foodie episode like, yeah, I mean, food. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we should. I we like should it. Yeah, this with no, anything not, else. Nothing. Like, this is a great food. So, what's your take as a chef with the whole organic vegan? I like it, man. Uh, the vegan? No, wait. I spoke too fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the health craze that's going around. You know, a lot of people are like cutting out, like whether it's just meat, like red meat, or Presbyterian people who just eat fish. Like, man, I like. Uh, you know what? Whatever works for you, man. You just try different diets. Whatever works for you, but like. What I like is when people go to restaurants, that should be the exception. Except, obviously, if you're vegetarian and you're vegan and everything. But if you follow a diet, you know what I mean? Which is great. You know, you go to whatever chain, like Copper Branch or this or Subway, if you want to not eat, like, super shitty, but still kind of shitty. Subway's <laughs> shitty, bro. Yeah. But shit. yeah it's pretty <laughs> shitty, bro. I don't know where you're I've never, I, I, like, I rarely go. I rarely go. Copper but, Branch is, a, I've had Copper Branch, Jason and I. Yeah, when, but it's just very overpriced for what it is but it's very tasty though very filling oh you like it i don't think i've ever been you ever been it's like it's sometimes good sometimes it is overpriced but that's the thing but people always complain about uh, that's one thing people always complain about that it's too expensive but people don't understand that food is expensive especially in canada especially in quebec right Mm. if you go to ontario cheaper if you go to new york Way, way cheaper. cheaper but then you the quality I mean? of food you get it in quebec not, nece- not necessarily you don't think quebec not, has not better quality huh you don't think quebec has better quality food no because you're buying the same products you think so yeah man so let's say you don't pay attention to what you buy and you buy like strawberries or like raspberries and shit like that if the uh popular brand is a uh, Driscoli's, you know Driscoli. Mm. anyway so you see it and uh you always you usually see product from us right so that that is like shit blueberries or shit raspberries but they're still tasty they're still good right. but they're gene- genetically modified and everything right. and um which isn't necessarily bad but that's like a whole different fucking topic right <laughs> but um but yeah so in the states there would be like a dollar for the thing right over here sometimes we pay like 350 well, four dollars for the thing so you're buying you're buying the same products just because of the import tax. Quebec is crazy expensive. Well, definitely. So yeah. what happens is your other com- comp- your local competition are gonna price up to what you're used to paying. So instead of so let's say you, they're trying the Quebec uh, like a Ke- Quebec farm they're trying to get you and they under they underball the big competitors right. like the big guy. Right. It's gonna be three dollars to like like. 275 right you know what i mean well they could really set up much much less it's just everything is much more expensive in canada and quebec right so but copper branch do they use gmo or non-gmo products probably and exactly so it's even more expensive right because that's already more expensive everywhere because you have more like uh, procedures to follow so obviously it's more expensive but yeah i honestly i like it i just like 
more regulation on massive food production. I'm not against big food production. Obviously, like I watch a lot of it. We try not to order from from uh, from big from big productions because, but in over here in winter, you don't have a choice. Well, you can't definitely. go seasonal in winter yeah. and then serve whatever. So we gotta buy a lot of greenhouse, a lot of this. But the second we hit summer, straight we go straight to local farms and we deal with local farms all the time as much as we can. So we try to get business away from the big production companies but honestly it's unavoidable so so as long as you stay healthy man that's the main key um, so there'll uh, be no barbecue tofus no barbecue tofu. <laughs> i'm drawing the line i'm drawing the line at tofu. but I, I think smoked tofu would do good man you ever had I smoked think, tofu yeah I, I did a dish I, I used to work at this japanese restaurant and i did a dish with smoked tofu and mushrooms and and like i had a bonito shavings on top of it and everything it was good it was good. Smoked tofu was fucking delicious. <laughs> but it's not, it's not something I would... Uh, huh? No, go ahead, go ahead. I have a question to ask you after. Yeah, no, it's not something I would uh, really like. And plus barbecue. I want to be associated with meat and protein. Tofu is protein. Yeah, but meat. Well, it's, Okay, so it's, scratch that protein. It's plant-based plant meat. meat. Things that bleed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to rest. Uh, you need that blood, bro. Yeah, but you have a question. You, honestly, you got to kill something for it to be good. You have a question. <laughs> you kill the soya plant. <laughs> Someone's asking you, do you wash uh, your chicken when you cook? Do I wash my chicken? Yeah, if you wash chicken when you cook. Yeah, I've had that before. But yeah. you know what? It's crazy. It's only like, uh, like <laughs> not to like, uh, what you call that? Um, uh, uh, fuck, I'm having a blank. But I'm just going to say, but it's not, only black people ask me if I wash my chicken. <laughs> only black people. I believe it. But you, but I think it's culturally that you guys do wash your chicken, no? I'd never wash the chicken. No? No, man. You don't need to wash it. Why do you need to wash it? I don't know, bro. I, I think you're going to put it. What you got to do is just trim off the excess. No, you got to wash yeah. your fucking meat. Dude, you're no putting it in an oven at 400 yeah, degrees Yeah, you're going to blast it. Okay, there's one thing about, there's mm. one thing about meat you should know. There's no bacteria that could go inside of the meat so let's say meat is like uh, infected with e coli and everything that's a whole thing but let's say you have a good piece of meat right if it's bad you could literally just chop off the bad part and sear the rest and cook the rest and it's fine mm. it's a, and but that's for red meat for chicken it's a different thing you got to cook it to a certain temperature yeah. like 160 fahrenheit that's like minimum for chicken right so you got to attain that. So it doesn't matter if you washed it or not. There's no more fucking bad shit on it. But I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it's about necessarily like bacterial base. I think it's more of a practical base because we also like marinate our food before we, we, we cook it and all that shit. And I think also like. It's more my, of a peace of mind. When like my mom, she, do extra work she does the chicken and everything like that. Um, it's to also like remove bone fragments to remove because uh, I extra seen, skin and because fat. An ex who I used to date before, she worked at Olimel, Olimel, whatever. Yeah. I've seen how they handle the chickens over there. Right, gross. It's it's disgusting, and yeah, I think. But that's think a massive factory. It's a massive factory, but it's. Oh still, really? Yeah. Olimel, yeah. Big, yeah. And this was oh, in wow. like Saint Jean Chalais Studio, like, over oh, there. I know what Jack's that is. And and the thing is, it's like you have to. I see how these people handle the chickens. Like, it's touching a whole bunch of stuff before it gets packed in. 
And I think that's why a lot of people have that fear. That's why they clean off the excess bacteria. Because right. you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, you could cook it in the oven. Obviously, it's going to kill bacteria. Yeah. But there's other people that prepare chicken different ways. And I guess you want to get that off first. And you also want to season it and have it tasting as fresh and right. as good as possible. So you put vinegar yeah. or lemon juice or anything like that to clean it. But I feel like... I feel like that applies more to like vegetables. So basically, this is my theory. Like yeah. I'll wash I'll wash anything that just by reflex, I'll wash anything that you could eat raw. So like I won't necessarily wash a potato before I peel it because I'm going to peel it. I'm going to put it in the fucking water. I'm going to boil it. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm going to sure. put it in yeah. one water and then I'm going to switch that water and then I'm going to boil it. So it's like... You know, like um, I wash carrots even though I peel them. You know, it's crazy. It's like carrot and they're both like root vegetables, right? Yeah. Right. But I won't, I'll never eat a potato raw, mm. but I won't wash it. But uh, the carrot, I'll peel it. I'll scrape the sides of the tip and everything. And then, yeah, sometimes maybe I'll wash it to get it more crisp. But a lot of times I'll just, you know, throw it in the pan or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Sorry, the opposite. I got confused there. I confused myself. Sorry. <laughs> so basically, yeah, if you can eat it raw, you wash it first. Okay. I don't know if it's a rule of thumb for me or whatever, but it's just a reflex. So yeah. Makes sense. Huh? No, but other people were like because saying beef, like beef tartare. You know, like yeah, you can eat that shit raw. I would never wash beef. I've never had beef tartare. Never had raw beef before? Nah, nah bro. Had beef. I had it one time. I was Pretty like, legit. I bought it by mistake. I never had time. sushi before. Oh, yeah? Oh, Did you finish raw. it? No. <laughs> I can't eat raw meat. No. Can't uh, do it. I can't do it. No, nah, I've not sushi. Nothing raw for me, man. Oh, nothing raw? No, you got to cook that joint. You see, you're talking about diets, but there's people that just do raw diets. Yeah, the yeah. paleo diet. Right? That's paleo? That's paleo. raw? Yeah. I don't know if that's no. what it's called, but I know it's, people do Yeah, paleo diet raw. <laughs> I think but, that's what Yeah, man. Me, I love raw fish. Same. Raw fish, raw meat. Cook it, don't cook it. Mm, no. <laughs> Got as long as flame, you kill it. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Stab it good. <laughs> yeah, man. Anything else? No, that's about it. All right, man. I feel like uh, that wraps up the foodie episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. All right, but just, just before we wrap up, I got to say, when you follow, when you see the link and the Instagram and everything for the... Just make sure you pay attention to to when I cook when I do cookouts and send me messages, man. Or like reserve your piece because once I start making brisket and short ribs and everything, they're gonna go fast. And I'm obviously not gonna sell them super expensive. I'm gonna sell them way cheaper than all those. And you're restaurants. gonna keep your meat being kosher or halal? Uh, no, uh, not necessarily. Uh, maybe I will eventually, but that's not in the the future thing. Um, this this what you happen to eat today happened to be kosher, okay. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no but pork, no pork. But I'm not. I'm gonna stay away from pork. I'm not gonna bring pork. My guy, I'll, it, I'll be. I'll, I'll definitely try. Some I, I'm not even doing it for personal reasons. Maybe a bit, a little bit, but it's pork. Even ribs and pulled pork and everything, it's been done and overdone yeah. and overdone. Whatever reason it is, it's a good reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> to stick to it. But uh, yeah, man. So just uh, if you have anything to like uh, smoke, you have an event, a barbecue, you don't want to barbecue, but you want to eat outside, just drop me a message on the Instagram, man. Just drop me a little DM. and I'll, we'll uh, Shout out I'll, the Instagram again. What is it? 
It's uh, the backyard smokehouse underscore MTL. Okay. Yeah. We're going right. to make sure we put that link yeah, down we'll for everyone. So, yeah. We'll post so it up the, on our Don't Be Mad Instagram and everything. Yeah, so. yeah. No, definitely, man. So, yeah. So, the specialty is always going to be the chicken, the brisket, the short ribs. But, uh, you know, I always switch it up. Always going to keep everybody informed. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, from what you brought here, it's pretty good. I could tell you that much. Thanks, man. I enjoyed it. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Nice. Appreciate it. Sorry? He broke his fast for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know Breaking the fast. That's, uh, that's an honor, bro. That's crazy. He has to do so much praying now. <laughs> I know. He's just going to add it on to the end of Ramadan. He's like, oh, I just got to... <laughs> so many shortcuts. I know I know religion. Trust me. Uh, you could religion's just, a beautiful also, thing. Also, don't, you could add them like two, three months after. You'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm just but I'm, but I'm not Muslim. I've just been doing this for... It's a habitual practice I've been doing for quite some time. Uh, okay, okay. It's yeah. not religion. It's more tradition for you. It's like a Traditional, I think it's. I'm a. I, I don't. I like. I was telling you off here. I was raised Seventh Day Adventist. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I have a lot of commonalities with the Jewish religion as well as with Islam. Right. So it's not. It, I do value both right. as well as Christianity, uh, to a well maybe Christianity to a lesser degree now, but they're still the fundamental of all three religions. I hold true to my right. my being. So. I have I, I have no problem doing that. Even Passover, I think I think anybody who's Christian that celebrate Easter is weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, Easter Judea could fall. Christian, yeah. You know what I mean. Like it's just weird to me. But you know, the whole point is that. So that's why I do what I do. But yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm even more happy that I'm not going to do any pork now. So yeah. So yeah, man. Uh, you know, we're gonna get. Don't to let him stop you from doing what you know you're gonna <laughs> end up falling into. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, do it. Do what feels right. Yeah, but it feels Supply right. It demand. feels right. It feels right. But uh, yeah, man. Instead of doing like a whole roasted pork, man, my next step is pork gonna belly. do a fort or a whole lamb. But I, yeah, I like that lamb. lamb yeah, yeah, lamb. I'm gonna do because I think it's lamb. a it's a meat that most people I'm don't really use very lamb. often. Oh yeah, man. People don't use it very often. No, they don't. And I think it's one of the best taste. Lamb and goat for me is like up there. But I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do my first cookout to it. Like I'm gonna invite everybody and everything. I'll post it on Instagram and all that shit. But especially you guys, man. You come through. If I can, but it's going to be a big cookout. So I'm going to do like a lot of shit. You come in. There's obviously going to be a flat fee for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. No, it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, right. like, but it'll be super reasonable and shit. Definitely not here to scam people. I just want people to enjoy good Texas barbecue because we do not have good Texas barbecue. We don't have good barbecue, period. No, we, no, have, we good, have good barbecue. We have a good barbecue. We have a good, good grilling. Time. We have yeah. good grill spots. You know what I mean? You named one. Yo, Romodos is barbecue, bro. Eh. Because it's grilling. It's a type of fire. Right, but I, I get what you're talking about. We're talking about like Texas barbecue yeah. with the drum or whatever you're using, a smoker and all yeah, that. The it's, a, it's a bit different. Yeah. I, I don't really classify it. Like, to me, grilling is one thing, barbecue is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like, it's. It is, it is. You know? So, so yeah, so I'm, definitely good. So, yeah, I'm trying to bring some Texas in Montreal. So, come taste it. I'll be happy to have you in my backyard. Not um, in the house, in the backyard. In the backyard, no. <laughs> you come from the, the back and you leave from the you back. You come from the back, you leave from the back. That's gonna be my motto, bro. That, definitely put that on a shirt. Start merching that shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Thanks for having me, man. Your new barbecue situation that you got going on. And thanks for the food. 
Any last words you want to say before we sh- shut this down for today? No, nah, man, I got I got everything in, man. I just thanks uh, thanks for having me. Most it was uh, it was great first podcast. Yeah, man, it was great, man. Dude. Great experience, man. You guys are killing pleasure. it. Pleasure, you're always Don't be a welcome stranger. to come back. Legit, I appreciate man. it, man. Bring more food as well. Like, don't <laughs> doing that. There's always a catch. There's yeah, always like, a catch. You're always welcome <laughs> to come back as long as you come with a bag. You can come anytime. I'm done, bro. I'm done, man. Bring the bag with you. And if you don't want to come, just send the bag. Just yeah, just send the bag. Yeah, just, just, you know, just order it. Just order. Place the order, man. I'll send it whatever. Just place the order. I'll the send it. transfers will hit. Don't bro, worry, the e-transfer bro. hit. I'll Uber it out to you so nobody, no hassle. I'll just put it in the Uber. They'll send it over. No, nah, I don't trust Bless, that. Man. I don't trust it. Nah, bro. That, the way that food smells, that is not making it here. Dude, as long and as I'll you be... put it in a bag that gets stapled, we'll yes, make Bro, yes, we'll exactly. make. it is not Pad making luck. it here. I Dude, can don't make it here. Bro, you're not dealing with a taxi. Okay, we're rambling right now. I'm <laughs> probably hungry. We're rambling right now. Let me shut this <laughs> shit right, down. Right, right. Yeah, thanks, Thank guys. you, thanks. everybody, on the live stream for tuning in. Thank you, guys, for listening to us on the podcast or YouTube as a regular. <sighs> Places you can reach us. Yes, don't be mad. Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. Don't be mad. Podcast on Facebook, as majority of you know, because you've been watching us. And um, that's about it. Tune in next week, same time or ish. I guess. <laughs> Jace. Yeah. We'll figure it out someday. You know, like Facebook is nice to us, kind to us. Yeah. Feels good to be back. Feels good to have all the boys here. To another episode for the Don't Be Mad podcast. Yeah. Yep. Take love care, everyone. Love. Have a great weekend. Peace. Peace. Take care, everyone.